Chapter 39 The Fifth Day Decriminalize Nature My bride spoke of a great lion, and she said there was a sword that could set the people free. But this required mercy and severity to become balanced together. And was the lion the one who could tame Maha Kali? I flew from her perch and floated to the king's temple. This was another four-sided pyramid where sinners, criminals, and a military had assembled. Now I recognized this place, as this was the original maze where Amokli led us through. Long ago, I entered that mystical lapis lazuli pyramid when Otto, Manuka, and Jane came together where that story titled Life with One Eye came to. I remembered when we left a great order, where the patriarchy ruled over the land. Back then they called Levi a programmer, as I secretly studied numerology when I stumbled upon a divine plan. Without a clue as to how or why, I listened to my heart when I heard the intuition speak, and the deeper I went, the more surreal and mystical this experience became before an inner journey started to peak. Call it divine madness, and I even lost a few friends along the way. But some friends stayed close while I departed on my own, where my intuition found a secret message hidden in what only numbers could say. Something was speaking, but it was happening in a way that words don't. This wasn't just numerology. It was a possible choice to see if we are willing to do what others won't. When the Spirit calls upon you, it will send messages in ways that could not be explained. And so I took my first step on December 28, 2012, as that was the day when my life changed. It was an awakening of clarity, and I remember when a set of feelings turned into symbols and signs. This feeling waited with me. There heaven and my spirit were intertwined. It felt like future, and there I understood a decision must be made. This feeling led me toward a path where I followed my bliss just before I turned 28, all based on this feeling that felt like a freeing of an old blockade. Ever since that time my channels went clear, I looked for that feeling which led me to where I am now, and I kept this occurrence quiet because there was no way I could explain what happened or how. I wasn't trying to keep a secret, but how could I explain? And who would believe me if I told them I touched the absolute bliss beyond pain? I developed a certain discipline, which allowed me to look up and down simultaneously. This was a feeling of absolute clarity, which is the pure white snow on the Himalayan peaks that appears spontaneously. The exquisite clarity, the raw truth, the impersonal perfection, which includes everything privation, starvation, persecution in our cities, inequality, violence, as well as all the bliss and love and compassion and kindness, the entire mosaic. In the icy peaks of the Himalayas, we see the perfection of it all in the evolutionary journey of beings. And at that same moment, the caring part of us is like the bleeding heart of Jesus. And we look down and we see the blood on the snow. We keep both of those in mind at every moment so we can help beings who are suffering in the way they need to be helped. This clarity felt like a saddle. It was the saddle of my intuition. And there I rode upon this horse as my 28th year came. I called this horse Amokli, who led me into a mystical pyramid, 
all because of a feeling about sacred fruition. So how does one explain what cannot be said? A man named Jesus tried to tell us, but we crucified him when Pontius Pilate sentenced him to death. Many great beings have died, and still the masses and crowds do not quite understand. Yet God still sends many signs, even if the truth is not obeyed by man. Now the rising dawn has come, where a new beginning is in sight. And who among us will rise to stand in united union? Surely the lion will come forth to conquer the endless fight. And where does one find this lion? Especially when I've never heard of such a creature. And so I found my way to Jane, since she was the only feline I knew, and it was she who spoke of an invisible feline teacher. When I found that black cat, Jane was waiting with greenish-yellow eyes and a giant smile. She was on the water's edge, and there she was seated in the jaws of an ancient crocodile. Jane, what are you doing? Get away from that beast. Why are you so peaceful in that crocodile's mouth? Aren't you afraid of its razor-sharp teeth? There is no suffering once you surrender, for that is my teacher's way. I have touched wisdom beyond time, and this transmission occurs beyond what words can say. This is my home now, as freedom exists in every moment. I follow the way of the Bodhisattva, and I exist as my teacher's proponent, said Jane. Then listen to me, Jane. It is I, Levi. I followed you into that mystical pyramid with the Mokli, and I did not die. That's you, Levi? Then you are one with Dionysus. Is that my long-lost brother? Oh, Levi lives. Praise be to the High Father and Holy Mother, she said. All glory to Mahakali. Hail Mary, the Great Mother. It is the Divine Feminine who holds the power to break the chains of suffering, and I believe there is a way to free all others. Then tell me, Levi, how are you with Dionysus too? How do you exist within the wind? And what exactly have you been through? asked Jane. The man you know as Dionysus is the one I found in Christ. This is the man who gave up everything to free us, as it is he who paid the ultimate sacrifice. This great light lives within us all, for this holy breath is within all women, creatures, and man. I carry but a spark of Christ's light in my heart, and this is the morning star from which creation first began. I spoke aloud. And where do we go from here? What must be done? Know that the vow I have taken requires me to fight to protect all creatures, which includes each and every one, said Jane. That is why I come back to you. We are looking for a lion. Ah, uh, yes, spoke the crocodile. That lion will reveal how this land was made to embody the perfection of Zion. Then you know of this great being? Mahakali said only that lion can set the people free. We must not waste any time. We only have two days left if Mahakali's rage is to be relieved. Now that crocodile was silent when it opened its mouth to release Jane. The black cat seemed to be at home in its jaws, as if those teeth were the home where she wished to remain. Then after a great pause, Jane stepped back upon the land. The lion you are seeking is disguised in a fellow man, said the crocodile. Jane followed me while I whispered the wind song. There we dashed side by side to where our dearest friends belonged. Beside the gateway of death, at the base of the queen's temple, we gathered with Otto, Manuka, and Francis, 
where a growing crowd of many people had come to assemble. Whispers and curiosity spread, as many wandering souls had discovered this sacred place. Here the Queen's Pyramid held a certain energy that captivated all who gathered near this mystical space. What is this dark gateway? I heard rumors that there is a holy man sentencing people to death in a state of disregard. If this is the truth, then I've come to arrest you, said an armed guard. This soldier had come from the King's Pyramid, that place where the criminals and sinners had gathered. He was an enforcer of the law, but conditioned by ignorance, and I could sense he was a tired soul who had also been beaten and battered. It is a mysterious gateway, and it appears to be death indeed. But how can we stop people from entering if death is the relief that they need? said Francis. Who have you become, Francis? You are a phony and a fraud. We exiled the last preacher that wasn't with us because he disobeyed our God, said the guard. Your God is my God. I am one for all. I am here to protect the sacred planet on behalf of creatures large and small, said Francis. You are not protecting anyone if you summon them to death. Be wise with your words or you'll be next, said the soldier. And what do you believe in? Do you not have mercy for your fellow man? Death is a part of nature, and surely this mysterious gateway should be respected as part of God's divine plan, said Francis. I believe in justice, and I am here to punish those who oppose God's will. Listen to me now, or you shall be killed, said the guard of the law. Now the soldier raised his gun and pointed it at Francis's head. Don't you dare, interrupted Otto. Have you not listened to a word Francis has said? Otto was as big as this soldier, and now he stepped in front of Francis to protect this holy man. Surely Otto was like an angel, and I knew this was part of God's mysterious plan. And who are you? I will arrest you on account of suspicious cause. You should know that I am one of the king's soldiers, and I carry out his laws, said the guard. Then where is your king? Have him come here and talk to me. The only king I bow to is the Father in the kingdom of heaven, as he looks after the Holy Spirit that is woven throughout all people, animals, plants, and trees. The soldier clenched his jaw while the gun was pointed at Otto's chest, but he didn't move an inch, even after the guard threatened his arrest. You think you're so tough. Now you're coming with me. You will answer to General Mo. He's the closest to the king, and then you'll see, said the guard. You cannot take me. I'm free where I am. We are all one together, and I am my own sovereign man, said Otto. The guard came towards Otto, and as Otto backed away, he stepped closer to the gateway of death as his knees began to sway. As the soldier followed him, he too felt the presence of death. Otto collapsed in front of death's door when I began to pull away the soldier's breath. Even though I had no body, I was in control of the air, and now the guard had to back away because Otto was the only man who wasn't scared. Someone must answer for this madness. And what black magic is this? I'm coming back with a brigade of more soldiers, and let it be known, once we come back to arrest you, you will not be missed, said the soldier. The soldier backed away and headed to the King's Pyramid, where many were kept in slavery and bondage. But over here in the Queen's Pyramid, everyone was free and sovereign to do what they wanted. 
And so all the people watching lowered onto their knees to pay respect and homage. No one has dared to stand up against the soldiers. There is no one as brave as you. Are you an angel sent from God? There is no one else who did what you dared to do, said a woman bowing to Francis, Otto, and Manuka. And Francis, you are worthy. You allowed a tired soul mercy before death. Of course, no one wishes to die. And yet you have offered a beautiful soul eternal rest, said a man bowing. Otto crawled forward from the gateway of death as the power and strength came back into his muscles. He was the most courageous man who did not fear these worldly troubles. And so Manuka spoke. What do we do when they come back? That soldier said he's bringing more men. I'm so tired of running, Otto. When will there be peace again? asked Manuka. There was a great pause when my wind began to howl. Something stirred within my soul, and it felt as if a great lion was ready to growl. I had a feeling of who it was, but how could it be known? There was only a few people devoted to safety of all creatures, and there was only one person who stood firm like an obsidian stone. Yes, everyone was looking to Otto, and this group was the foundation of the light that was left. Surely Francis was the holy man, but he was too peaceful to conquer these soldiers' tests. Maybe Maha Kali was right. We must break down these walls and destroy their corrupt laws. Then I will face them. I will not be intimidated since I am not afraid. I stand on behalf of every animal, plant, creature, woman, and man that God has made. Let us learn from the earth, and so we find the truth that she has shown. Do you believe that miracles can appear out of thin air? Let us remember that God is the creator of all who sits on the eternal throne. I will not bow to criminals. I will not follow bearded men who abuse God's creed. And so I will face the unjust men if it means that all beings have a chance to be freed, said Otto. But how? asked a woman from the crowd. And what will we do if they arrest you or worse? asked another. And if they cause you harm? I'm afraid they also control the only doctor and nurse said a man. A time has come when we must remember we are all one. God has given me the gift of strength, and so someone must rise against the dictators of the world so our collective trauma can be undone. This earth is the Great Mother's temple, and this entire wild forest is an omen and presage. Do not worry about me. As the Great One named Gandhi once said, my life is my message, said Otto. Francis came forward, and there he placed his hand upon Otto's head. We were all afraid of the same thing. All of us feared that Otto may soon be dead. And so Francis spoke, You are safe, you are protected. For in God's kingdom, no warrior of the truth is ever rejected. With the crowd that gathered, Otto stood in the center of them all, and so he spoke with a voice that captivated them by the same power that Mahakali's thunder had been enthralled. The old world is dying. Let us give birth to a new way of life. Any being on this planet must be freed from unjust laws which seek control and create more suffering and strife. Death is part of nature, and so this gateway of mercy must be respected and remain open. I will always fight to defend sentient life, but we should have compassion in our hearts for those who are terminally ill and mentally broken, said Otto. But if we are defenders of life, 
I still don't understand how we can be advocates for death. Look to nature and find her truth in the natural process of dying. It is she alone who decides when it is time for our final breath, said Francis. The people were torn, as this paradox was all too real. The goal of all the light that was left looked to protect sentient life. And wasn't this the way in which our world could be healed? I hear you, Francis, and I alone do not know the best way, but know that I speak from the center of my heart when I think of all the people who have died afraid. What is worse than to die scared and alone? Isn't this an opportunity to offer spiritual guidance for those who are helpless and weak? We offer death as a service to our beloved pets and animals as an act of mercy, but when it comes to a human's death, the topic is one in which we rarely speak said Otto. The church does offer last rites. This is a sacrament where we anoint the sick. It is a sacred prayer before death, just when the soul appears like a flame that's about to go out upon a candle's wick, said Francis. That is beautiful and well. Can we keep this tradition alive and connected to the gateway of death? By cultivating a connection to God at the end of life, then the soul will be prepared for whatever is next asked Otto. But I do not know. I follow what the commandments say. Thou shalt not kill. And I believe those ten ancient commandments are still valid today, said Francis. But death comes for us whether we like it or not. Would you rather be the one who holds their hand and comforts their soul at the very end? Or are we going to risk that their soul could forever be lost? How can we let another person die to suicide alone? We cannot be ashamed of dying, since it is not immoral or bad. If we allow the gateway to be open, then Francis has a chance to speak with them first, and will offer compassion where a serious discussion can be had. Let us make a pact, that just as birth takes nine months, then before anyone enters into this gateway, we can plan for a nine-month departure. To step into death is a very serious stage for all beings and we should require a nine-month process so that the body, mind, and spirit can be properly nurtured. And at the end of this time, then it is up to the individual to pass through. But above all, mercy should be kept in our hearts when the immense suffering comes into view, said Otto. I do not know if I can support assisted death, especially if death is not natural. I fear a time when this gateway would be abused, and then the dying process would not be respected and killing could become something casual. With that being said, I am devoted to the Heavenly Father's mercy. Of course, I want to be there to speak with the hurt, neglected, and sick so we can promote the miracle of life and remind all souls that they are worthy, said Francis. Death should not frighten us, and so we can use this gateway as an object of contemplation. What if this is the way to awaken us to the precious nature of life? What if this gateway is a way that can unite all nations?" said Otto. My wind began to settle, but there I heard a whisper among the plants and trees. A new idea was growing out in the wild nature when Francis spoke. All beings should have the right to choose what they do with their individual sovereignty. I cannot judge anyone for their choices, and I cannot assist in their death but I will hold the hand of anyone who is dying, and I will say the prayer that guides them to eternal rest. May God the Father have mercy on us. 
May the Great Mother be gentle in her worldly control. Above all, I am only a single man devoted to God, and I must do whatever it takes to support our one united soul. Then Otto spoke, And as for this land, all beings, plants, and animals must remain sovereign and free. There should be no laws on what can be consumed if it grows in nature. We must not discriminate against any kind of seed. The human brain has special receptors that function with herbs and psychedelic plants. This truth was erased in our history as the ancients used these substances to connect with God, and so we must be allowed access to all nature's remedies, even when unjust rulers say we can't. Life is a miracle, and we must treat it as such. But it is obvious that the governments and army seek control and wish to profit off us, and this is what makes them corrupt. It is time to decriminalize nature, as the armies must not control anyone's body, spirit, or mind. We must learn from Mother Nature, as her entire world is raw and unconfined. A new way is upon us, and I will face these soldiers of man with an open heart. Nature is our medicine, and we must honor and respect all of Earth's wildest parts. We cannot allow them to cut off the veins of nature. We must give animals proper place to roam. We're strangling Earth with our actions, and this land is our only home, said Otto. <laughs>